0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Annalise Garrison, CEO and founder of CaringForYou.net. That's C-A-R-I-N-G, the number four, Y-O-U.net. Today, I'm going to talk about respiratory sounds because you may or may not have this kind of question on the NCLEX where you click on a sound and you choose the answer that you heard. So in order to answer this question I have to put together a CD on respiratory sounds. Now we're going to start out by teaching you the basic normal lung sounds. There are two types of normal lung sounds and they are bronchial sounds and vesicular sounds. Let me explain the difference bronchial lung sounds, okay, this is the sound heard over the large airways, at the top of the chest, the large airways. It has a tubular quality. It is compared to the sound of air blown through a cardboard tube. The sound is abnormal when heard at the distance from the large airways. So normally you hear this over the large airways. The sound is abnormal if you hear it in the lower part of the lungs. So let's listen to normal bronchial lung sounds. Bronchial or tracheal sounds that you just listened to are heard on the chest sites which are close to the large airways. In contrast to vesicular sounds, they are relatively louder in inspiration I mean sorry, listen, this is important to write down. They are relatively louder in expiration than inspiration. They have a tubular or blowing quality similar to air being blown through a tube. This type of breath sound is best heard over the trachea. Bronchial sounds are also heard on the back between the scapula and at the lung apices, especially on the right. They may also be heard in the axillae. When they are heard in locations at a distance from large airways, they signify consolidation. It is believed to be due to better transmission of the centrally generated lung sound through the consolidated lung. This is more likely to occur during the expiratory phase because the expiratory phase has a more essential origin than the inspiratory phase. So what you just listened to was a normal bronchial breath sound and it's important to write down where it's found in the anterior chest wall and where it's found in the posterior chest wall. Now another normal breath sound is the vesicular breath sound. This sound is heard over the chest at a distance from the large airways, okay? So think of it like this. This sound is heard like in the lower lobes, okay? the further at the top is the bronchial as you go further down the chest wall it's vesicular but it's still a normal breath sound okay the only difference is you're going to hear it uh, more on inspiration than expiration and I will let you hear that when I play the sound uh, of a vesicular lung sound it is a soft sound that has been That has been compared to the sound of wind blowing through the leaves of a tree. This is the most common sound heard in the absence of lung disease. Okay, of course. So now having said that, let's listen to a normal vesicular lung sound. So what you just listened to was a normal vesicular breath sound. Vesicular sounds are the most common sounds heard over the chest. They are present at sites that are at a distance from large airways. Now, one thing I want to mention is the term vesicular has been criticized because it is unlikely that any sound is produced in the vesicles, or, um, for example, the alveoli. But it is still a useful term to describe the sound heard when the stethoscope is over the lung at the distance from the large airways. The vesicular sound is a soft sound that has been compared to that of wind blowing through trees. Now this is what you got to remember. You have to remember that it is louder in inspiration than expiration. The vesicular sound is commonly decreased in patients with chronic obstructive lung disease like COPD. It is also decreased over sites of possible pneumonia if the pneumonia is in the early stages and it is usually but not always decreased or absent in conditions where the ventilation to an area of the lung is impaired. For example, a pneumothorax or a misplaced um, endotracheal tube or if you have mucus in the lungs. All of these conditions will cause a diminished vesicular sound. Now having said that, let's listen to a diminished vesicular sound. Is a diminished vesicular sound normal? No. It could be early stages of pneumonia. Uh, It could be um, that the patient is full of mucus and needs a a cough expectorant. Um, It could be any number of things. It's very important to understand when you're listening to a diminished vesicular breath sound. So let's listen to that now. did you notice the difference between a a normal vesicular breath sound and a diminished vesicular breath sound? They basically sounded the same, didn't they? But the second sound was shorter. There was no wheezing or anything like that, but it seemed more labored. It seemed more, it was shorter in its inspiration and expiration, and because of that, it seemed more labored. That will be the difference between a, vesicular, a normal vesicular breath sound and a diminished vesicular breath sound. And remember, whenever any breath sound is diminished, there's going to be a problem. The same holds true with a diminished bronchial sound. Now remember what I said about the bronchial sound, that you hear it more on expiration than inspiration. Again, if the bronchial sound is diminished... Or it sounds quicker paced or shorter just like we listen to the diminished vesicular sound if the bronchial sound sounds shorter it's labored and therefore there, there is a problem just like there is in the ves- diminished vesicular breath sound that's the most important concept that you have to understand for the NCLEX so, we've talked about bronchial and we've talked about vesicular. Now, I know you've all, now I, you're probably wondering, hey Garrison, what about broncho vesicular breath sounds? What's the difference between those? Well, let's summarize a little bit. Okay, the tracheal breath sounds are heard over the trachea. These sounds are usually harsh and sound like air blowing through a pipe. As I mentioned, bronchial sounds are present and are heard over the large airways in the anterior chest near the second and third intercostal spaces. These sounds are tubular and hollow sounding than vesicular sounds, but not as harsh as tracheal breath sounds. Bronchial sounds are loud and high in pitch with a short pause between inspiration and expiration. As I mentioned, expiratory sounds last longer than inspiratory sounds. And then I discussed vesicular sounds. Vesicular sounds are the soft blowing and or rustling sounds that are heard throughout most of the lung field. Vesicular sounds are normally heard throughout inspiration and continue without pause through expiration, then fade away about one third of the way through expiration. Let's talk about broncho Vesicular sounds. Bronchovesicular sounds are heard in the posterior chest between the scapula and in the center part of the anterior chest. Bronchovesicular sounds are softer than bronchial sounds, but have a, still have a tubular quality. Bronchovesicular sounds are about equal during inspiration and expiration. Differences in pitch and intensity are often more easily detected during expiration and I explained why in the beginning of this CD. So to summarize vesicular is heard mostly on inspiration. Broncho is heard mostly on expiration. Bronco vesicular sounds are equal during inspiration and expiration. Having said this, let's listen to a broncho vesicular breath sound. Notice how the in the bronchial vesicular breath sound, how it was just about equal in inspiration and expiration. That's the difference. So we've discussed bronchial breath sounds. We've discussed vesicular breath sounds. We've discussed that the, when there's a problem with diminished vesicular breath sounds, the same holds true. Holds true with diminished. Bronchial breath sounds. Now, why didn't I let you hear a diminished bronchial breath sounds? Because vesicular breath sounds are the most commonly heard in the lungs. And anytime, just remember this rule of thumb, anytime there is a diminished breath sound, there's something going on there. And then we listen to the bronchial vesicular breath sound, which is equal in inspiration and expiration. So, for those of you who have taking notes. That is an important difference to write down. Now, let's go over some of the abnormal breath sounds. We talked about the normal breath sounds. On the NCLEX, they're going to have you choose abnormal. What abnormal breath sound are you listening to? The first one I want to talk about is a, a very common one that we, I run across a lot is crackles. Um, a lot of time I have to chart whether the crackles are fine or coarse. There is a difference. And depending on whether they're fine or coarse will help the doctor determine what action to take next. Or what medication to give. So let's talk about fine crackles. These are discontinuous or intermittent or explosive sounds. They sound like a crackling noise made when salt is heated on a frying pan and they are caused by airway opening. Let's listen to fine crackle lung sounds. I know that was difficult to hear, but did you hear the crackles on inspiration, the fine crackles on inspiration? That's what you're listening for. If you hear that, there's a problem. What is that problem? Let's discuss that. Like I said, crackles are intermittent explosive sounds that have been described as being similar to the crackling sound heard as wood burns. Considerable evidence has been presented in support of the hypothesis that crackles are caused by sudden airway op- openings. It is, it is likely they are also caused by fluid in the airways. Crackles are divided into two types, fine and coarse, by their acoustic properties. On auscultation, fine crackles are in, in general higher pitched, less intense, and shorter in duration than coarse crackles. While fine crackles can be heard in normal breathing, particularly after special maneuvers such as after holding your breath at at low lung volumes, they are usually a sign of disease. It's usually a sign of fluid in the lungs, that's why it's so important to describe if your patient has crackles but not only crackles are they finer or are they coarse describing whether the crackles are fine or coarse will help the doctor decide whether the how much fluid the patient may have on the lungs having explained this let's listen to coarse crackles Now, I played that longer. Why did I play that longer? Because there wasn't much of a difference, was there? But I will tell you the difference is this. With the fine crackles, it sounds like wood burning, or if you take a piece of hair and hold it up to your ear and rub that piece of hair in between your index finger and your thumb, that's a fine crackle. A coarse crackle sounds more like bubbling underwater, doesn't it? So that's the way you can tell the difference between a fine crackle and a coarse crackle. Uh, I would say coarse crackle sounds more like bubbling underwater. Uh, The most common conditions associated with coarse crackles are congestive heart failure and pneumonia. That's why it's important to know the difference between a fine crackle and a coarse crackle. Alright, if, if it's a coarse crackle, the person probably has congestive heart failure or pneumonia. So, just remember that a coarse crackle sounds more like bu- a bubbling sound underwater. And they are caused by the airway opening and secretions in the airway or fluid in the lungs, as I mentioned. It's very hard to tell the difference between fine and coarse crackles. Um, that comes with experience. But if you, uh, you're taking notes and listen, just take notes and listen to the CD over and over again, you'll get the hang of it. And it, and the important thing is you need to know this for the NCLEX. Okay, let's move on to another common lung sound, abnormal lung sound, or adventitious. What's another word for uh, abnormal lung sound? Adventitious, right? Remember that word? Um, and I would like to talk about wheeze let's talk about the wheeze Uh, these are high-pitched whistling sounds they are caused by airway narrowing and secretions so let's listen to a wheeze in the lung did you hear that like whistle sound? Let's discuss that. Wheezes are described as relatively continuous sounds as compared to crackles. They usually last for more than 200 milliseconds and have a musical quality. You heard that musical quality there? That whistling sound? While bronchospasm is a common cause of the narrowing that causes wheezing, a variety of other conditions can also produce the adventitious sound, including airway edema, secretions, endobronchial tumors, and eccentric compression of an airway. Wheezing and congestive heart failure is likely due to increased fluid and the peribronchial lymphatics causing airway compression. So the reason a person wheezes is because of airway compression. Let's move on to another common sound that I run across a lot and that is uh, ronchi. A lot of times people interchange ronchi with wheezes and that's just not true. Um, These are low-pitched snore-like sounds. Not whistling sounds, snore-like sounds. And they happen more on expiration and inspiration. I'll let you listen to a, to a, um, a sound, of course, for that. Um, they are caused by airway secretions and airway narrowing. Um, let me do this. Before I go any further, let's listen to uh, a ronchi lung sound. Now, did you notice that you heard it more a little bit on inspiration, right? Like the beginning of the snore and then expiration is when you heard the uh, the rest of the snore. It really does sound like a snore, doesn't it? Ronchi sounds really do sound like a snore, somebody snoring. Ronchi are described as continuous sounds. They are lower in pitch than wheezing and have a snoring quality. Although ronchi are almost always due to airway secretions, and they are usually cleared with a cough, they may be present in other conditions that cause airway narrowing. So that is a ronchi sound. There is another um, interesting abnormal lung sound I want to talk about here, and it's not one that I write too much about, but it's called egophony. E-G-O-P-H-O-N-Y, egophony. And you hear it when the, you ask the patient to say the letter E. And if it sounds like you can hear the letter E in their lungs, then that's called the adventitious lung sound of egophony. Let me just give you a little medical uh, dictionary explanation of it. Um, egophony is an increased rate resonance of voice sounds heard when auscultating the lungs often caused by lung consolidation and fibrosis. It is due to enhanced transmission of high frequency noise across fluid such as an abnormal lung tissue with lower frequencies frequ- uh, filtered out. It results in high-pitched nasal or in a high-pitched nasal quality in the affected Person's voice. Now, what causes egophony? Let's talk about that. Um, pneumonia, uh, you'll hear egophony sometimes in a person with pneumonia. Because why? Because pneumonia has to do with lung consolidation, right? And as I mentioned, um, uh, fibrosis. And also, uh, it usually is above the level of pleural effusion. Now, in case you forgot, what is pleural effusion? For those of you who have um, been out of school for a while or maybe have just forgotten what pleural effusion is, is it, it is excess fluid that accumulates in the pleural cavity, the fluid-filled space that surrounds the lungs. Okay, that's pleural effusion. So, the cause of egophony may be plural effusion, pneumonia or fibrosis So let's listen to a egophony lung sound uh, uh. This is usually heard in the back of the posterior chest wall and you could pick this up by having the person, if you think you hear it, have the person say E as you're listening to the chest wall and if you hear that E on the lungs then that's egophony. The last abnormal lung sound I want to talk about is one that I don't usually have to chart but I work with the Um, elderly uh, patients, or I do home care, but that's neither here nor there, I'm digressing, Um, but is Strider. Let me talk about Strider a little bit. Strider is a high-pitched sound resulting from turbulent airflow from the uh, the upper uh, airway for whatever the reason. It is primarily inspiratory. It can be indicative of a serious obstruction from severe conditions such as epiglottitis, a foreign body lodged lodged in the airway, or a laryngeal tumor. This is why I wanted to talk about stridor. Also, uh, with a small child, if they swallowed something and they're obstructing their airway, you can hear stridor in a small child, too. Strider is indicative of a a potential medical emergency and should always command attention. Wherever possible, attempts should be made immediately to establish the cause of the strider. Because, like I said, it could be a foreign body caught in the little child or the person's throat. Um, It could be caused by uh, mm, focal cord edema. It could be uh, tracheal compression by a tumor. Um, It's very, very, very serious. So having said that, let's listen to a sound on Strider. You could hear it more on expiration and inspiration and you see the urgency the the the, the labor breathing the, the it just sounds painful and so this is why strider is important to um, recognize I have not personally had to encounter strider but I feel that in strider uh, knowing strider is very important and as I mentioned it's always indicative of a medical emergency because for some reason the airway is being obstructed all right ladies and gentlemen I believe that this was pretty conclusive of what will be on the NCLEX if you should encounter um, a click and listen respiratory question on the NCLEX if you want to buy the CD it is available on my website all you have to do it's on my main page caringforyou.net that's C-A-R-I-N-G the number 4 Y-O-U dot net uh, just click on the um, button and you can purchase the CD rather than listening to the download because uh, MP3 is good this this podcast is good but let's face it it's not very clear if you get the CD you can you know turn it up turn it down listen to it again uh, without the um interference of the computer or even your podcast. Even if you downloaded this and you're playing it on your iPod or whatever, you're still not going to get that clear stereo quality that you would get from a CD. I am not asking you to buy the CD, but I am suggesting that you buy the CD. I think it's important and I think that you it would be more beneficial if you did so. So, again, this is available at caringforyou.net. That's C-A-R-I-N-G, the number four, Y-O-U.net. You'll see the link to buy the CD if you so desire. Uh, Good luck on your NCLEX, and this is the end of Respiratory Sounds. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.